Here's the situation, Rush. Originally, I asked you if a beaver walked up to you and started talking, would you want him to be sarcastic and wise-assy or overly polite and proper? You said polite and proper. So I've got some other situations that are all going to be based off of that theme. Good. Good. All right. Well, I still agree. Prim and proper. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, anyway, I'm, I'm Rush Howell. I'm TJ Jagodowski. And this is Here's the Situation, a real podcast about hypothetical situations. And TJ, this week's a little different than our normal week. Yep. Uh, a, a few recordings ago, uh, we did uh, a bunch of short ones, uh, which we called Hot Pops. Yep. Um, and I think we did about 20 or 25 yep. each. And there were a few where we said, okay, uh, why don't we come back to that one in a little more detail? So the theme of this week is called the long of the short of it. And these are the ones that we're doing a longer version of that we previously did as hot plot. Yes. Um, and TJ, I have to admit, uh, before we get going here, I, I did a phenomenally bad <laughs> job of taking down notes while we were going before, like I was writing at an angle and I just, I can't even make out what I wrote. And so I, I, and, and our other episode has not come out yet. Um, it's in the lab with Nate. Uh, thanks very much, by the way, to Nate for all the hard work he does for us. It's much appreciated. But in this instance, uh, it's in the lab with Nate, so I, I we can't listen to it. And I don't know which ones you said. I don't know for sure which ones you said. <laughs> let's let's hear more about. Well, so I'm going uh, to pick three. Well, you 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 also you sent me your list of questions, and to be fair, I couldn't remember which ones intrigued me either. Yeah. So I said, yeah. I think these. I think these were the ones that. That that intrigued me, but uh, but who knows? They may have been different than. Well, I guess we will both find out. We will find out. So it'll be it'll be good because I won't have done well, and uh, I'll be able to check my score against when, when it comes out. I will definitely listen to that one and just kind of laugh about how I got the wrong one. Also, I'm not sure Nate has a lab. I I think he says it. I think he says that so that it seems more more official what he does. That more mysterious yeah. and scientific. I I think he might just have like a room in his house. Oh, well, that's frustrating. Yeah. I, I think hopefully maybe the eccentric billionaire could loan out his, one of his <laughs> many labs. That guy's got that guy's got labs on labs. He's got a lab just dedicated to Labrador retrievers. <laughs> He's got a lab where he just makes more labs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, right. Uh, the assembly line lab. Okay. Um, so anyway, I'll get us going here, TJ. All right, and, buddy. Uh, I think maybe this one intrigued you. Maybe it didn't. Uh, it ultimately, doesn't matter because I'm gonna I'm gonna say it again. Um, in the in the short version, in the hot pops, uh, one of the things I asked you about was um, it, in a world where uh, dogs have become anthropomorphized into basically humans and yep. having a human like society. I asked you, uh, you know, which breed of dog would would handle certain roles, like the stressed out stockbroker, yep. or or the you know, super cool retired uh, former athlete. And I think even and, originally, originally, it was like you you combined with a reader submitted one. We we filled out the uh, the kind of president uh, president and cabinet or a little bit or some right. some high ranking some high ranking officials with some of these guys. <laughs> and the one we had violent agreement. Uh, uh, and everyone I've ever asked is uh, what dog would be the uh, prime minister of Britain? And it's always a bulldog. <laughs> always. Be. No one has ever given a different answer to the bulldog. Um, so uh, now on this one, I'll give you a little bit further uh, leeway. Um, and you could do like uh, like Zootopia style where you could do other other types of animals if you want to go beyond breeds okay. of dogs too. Okay, 
Uh, TJ, first one I've got for you is the postal worker. Which dog is going to be your postal worker? Okay. Now, my first thought is is a St. Bernard. I think because I think I'm susceptible to the pictures of them already carrying around a, a large thing around their, around their neck. But my, my primary worry would be summertime heat, man. Depending on where they, where, if they're dragging, if they work in Miami, they're, they're just going to be dragging ass every day. Brutal. Every day. Brutal. Um, so I think it'd probably be easier for them to bundle up for the winter than entirely shave down for the summer. Ooh. Um, I'm going to go with the Great Dane. Sturdy enough to carry packages and catalogs and stuff and would be short haired enough to to temper it weather would be fine then we throw a jacket on in the winter and deal with the uh you know sleet and snow and stuff yeah also doesn't have to do that many steps yeah as it gets out of its car yeah that's true goes up to the house he looks a great thing looks like a federal employee that's the kind of animal i want employed by the federal government right there that's who i that's who i want I'm with you. And now now I want the breed of dog that's going to uh, investigate, get the flip side of this a little bit, uh, investigating like mail fraud and uh, like RICO type cases. I want the, the kind of hard-boiled, or not even necessarily hard-boiled, but the detective who uh, who's trying to bring down the, you know, the various rackets All right. and uh, wearing the trench coats and so forth and so on. So it de- yeah, see it depends on what kind of what kind of detective I want. Is if I want like if I want a Columbo, a Columbo type, then I'm going to go with a a looser a looser skinned model. You know, I'm going to go <laughs> I'm going to go Sharpay, um Frenchie, you know, if I want if I want that if I want that style. I'm going to go I'm going to go with a a sharp kind of up and comer detective um with with razor sharp reaction and uh and observational skills. Rush, I'm going to go with the Akita. Oh. How about that? That kind That's of good. little foxy, that little foxy face looks like it's always kind of ready to go alert on point I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the Akita I, I think I think that guy looks incisive is what he looks to me all right uh interesting interesting I I, I might consider the border collie uh-huh um, you know especially like one with with like a big gray color around one of his eyes like yep. a big circle over there it almost looks like a shiner like you got oh Got too deep into the investigation and, uh, <laughs> and got, pun, got boxed up a little bit. Pun intended and not a dogged pursuer. That guy is there. No rest for for a, for a border collie. They just go, go, go. So that super smart. Oh, too. super smart. They're going to get their man for for certain. Yes. Um, next one uh, I've got up for you is a uh, world renowned uh, DJ. OK. Um. I want a distinctive look. I want someone who looks like they they know how to party and not party like draft beer style, but party, you know, champagne bottle service. All that said, I I've come to rest I will come to rest on the Afghan, on the Afghan hound. That dog looks right. like it's used to penthouse parties and fancy clubs not uh you know like fine automobiles not uh not a, a junker 
He's not arriving to the to the shindig in a in a jalopy. Yeah, I want like something that can pull off kind of a, a cool like a leather jacket look and also like the one chain. Okay. Um so I'm not I'm not 100% sure what I would uh what I would go with. Like there. Adobe? Want... You want a Doberman or is that too kind of by the book? I got to say this is an, an odd thing is that Doberman for me comes up even though I'm not like a fan of Dobermans. I've never owned a Doberman. I've never wanted to. Um, it, it comes up in a lot of these contexts is the dog that pops into my mind when we do anthropomorphize dogs. Yeah. I don't know why that is, but, but certainly that's possible. I could see like, I, I could, I was thinking like the German shepherd, but then I'm like, no, no, no. The German shepherd is the entourage. There's like four Germans okay. around yeah. your Afghan, right? So yeah. the Afghan comes out. And then the German shepherds go over to the side. Could also so work forth. club security at the at the venue, you know, for certain. Yeah. But yeah, when you say leather leather jacket, I went to Doby, but I don't know if that's the kind of like leather jacket wearer we want. If that's more of like, oh, it could be a biker or a like a nasty, you know, like a nasty enforcer leather jacket, and we're looking more for like Johnny Cool leather jacket, right? I think. Yeah, yeah. I do want a, a dog that's got the sharp angles to uh-huh. the face that, yep. that Doberman has. So, I, I mean, I think you're kind of on the right track for what I'm thinking there. Um, okay, uh, next up is uh, give me the uh, super, super precise uh, watchmaker, clockmaker, uh, you know, uh, th- th- that type of guy who is... He can barely he can barely function in the rest of uh, his society in the rest of his life, but when it comes to one thing, he's got it complete perfection. Okay, I definitely want a dog who looks like he has a mustache. Um, maybe that little, those little um, all white terriers. Is that a Westie, or that's a Westie? Is a Westie the all white terrier? Um, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think, yes. This is one of those little terriers that's always like, it's always like brown to basically brown to black. But if I'm thinking correctly, I think the Westie's a little white and it looks like he's got kind of like an old man mustache, you know? And yeah. And beard. Yeah. yeah. Beard and a mustache. I want yeah. that guy with glasses looking up from, looking up from a table, you know, with, with big, with big spectacles. You didn't, didn't, didn't know you walked in, you know, it was too invested in its, in its work. And then, and right. then sounds like it would be like, what, what, what? Hey, what? Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm sure I have that around here somewhere. You know, like that. Right. So I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that dog. And he's like, he's like 14 years old. And yeah. And there's another, there's another like young Westie that's the apprentice. Yeah. That's in there. Yeah. yeah and he gives you the impression so. that he used to be a big dog, but shrunk down to this size kind of as time went by and, you know, and he became more involved in his workshop that somehow he used to be like a medium sized dog and now, now just shrunk to this size. Um, but that's, so that's why I'll go with that. I'll go with that one. Right. Uh, now I'll go a little meta on it and say, um, which dog breed, uh, or other animal would be the eccentric billionaire in your mind? Uh, from, from here's the situation fame. Uh, okay. This, you not your favorite character, the eccentric billionaire. No. But, you know, creates interesting scenarios. Yes, if if I stay in the dog world, there are very few dog breeds, and right now I can only think of one that I think of as just like a dick, and um, that's a Chow. So if I stay within the dog world, I'm going 
chow. I'm going chow dog. If and I have to apologize briefly here to my aunt and uncle, Bill okay. and Eleanor up in Europe. They've owned chows forever. My mom and dad had a chow named Chauncey as well. So you our can, family, uh, they like the chows. Not my favorite dog breed either because they're pretty mean. Or they at least, I don't know, maybe they're nice dogs, but they have a mean streak. Okay. Um, then then you can you can apologize personally, but not on behalf of the show then. We'll say the show thinks they're jerks. You personally are apologizing though. Agree. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't uh, intend to speak for the show. Um, Certainly not speaking for you, but not even the show. So let's go outside the world of dogs, then. Then I'm going to. Um, I'm going to. The, the first thing that popped in my head because it seems like they could be really mean, nasty. I don't know if they have the capability. If I give them the masterminding capability, but of just being like. Uh, uh, suddenly cruel is uh, I'm going to go with an emu. Honest to God. Really? Honest to God. I, I wrote it down just to see. I didn't write emu just for everybody to know. I just showed TJ over the Zoom. I wrote down ostrich. I, I, was, head, I was between the head. two. I was between the two. And, and the ostrich with the head in the ground made me go made me go emu just so just because they seemed like maybe they didn't have that like, oh, I'm scared. I'm hiding. But they were just like, no, I'm scared. I'm coming at you now. <laughs> yeah. I have always in my head anthropomorphized. That's the that's for some reason, that's the. Well, as I'm thinking about the eccentric billionaire, the eccentric billionaire in, uh, energy to me is ostrich energy. That's great. That's great. So, then you have successfully conveyed that without ever mentioning it through his through his situational through his situational action. <laughs> All right. All right, Rush. I have one for you. So here's the situation. Um, the original question I asked was whether you'd prefer to be a well liked prisoner for one month or a disliked prison guard. For six months. So first, I'd like to give you the opportunity to speak, if you wanted to, on why you, uh, why that one interested you, and then I'll go into some um, follow-up questions based on based on that hot plot. Yeah, I think it was just the kind of like questions about why, you know, why I would care, you know, why I made that decision. I'm not really entirely sure why I did, but I think that you know the freedom obviously uh, matters, but then I, I guess. You know, I, I felt like for that duration of time, at least, that um, how well I am liked is less important to me than all of the other like <laughs> ancillary benefits that come uh, with with those freedoms and so forth versus just being well liked. But I do think may, maybe what struck me as interesting is how much am I willing to sacrifice uh to be well liked mm -hmm. at work versus, um, you know, to be, to be thought of as, you know, to be doing the job well or, or what have you. Yeah. In this case, sacrificing freedom, if you, to be, to be liked. Um, one yeah. of the follow-up questions I was going to ask at the end of this, but I think it's probably more apropos here is how important is it for you to be liked uh, just in your, in the regular you know, regular life. How important is it? Is it for you to be liked? I, I always would have that the old classic thing of like, would you rather be liked or respected? I would have always picked liked without without doubt. Yeah. It wasn't a close. It wasn't a close race. This point in life, maybe it would be 
maybe it would be a closer, you know, a more, a more, uh, something I'd have to think about a little bit, a little bit more, but, um, it's always been, I personally too important for me to be, to be liked. Yeah. I, I don't know whether I would say, I probably would, I probably would have usually answered respected to that. Um, at the same time, like, I, I don't want to pretend, I mean, it's, it's certainly important to me to be liked. And in many instances, um, like, I think if you, I think if you videotaped, you know, large, large sections of my life and I had to go back and watch a replay, I would be frustrated with the degree to which I wanted to be liked. Cause I think a lot of times you make poor decisions, especially like high school or junior high, stuff like that. You know, there's a bunch of stuff like, you're just so worried about do people think I'm cool or a loser or am I liked and not liked? And it, and it causes you to, uh, you know, be, be, uh, do things that you otherwise, you know, wouldn't choose to do, I guess. So, um, so more than I would like, uh, I, I want to be liked more than I, I wish that I was. And then I, I also think, um, I think most people are like that. So I, I would think that I'm, I, I think that I want, I, I, I bat, somewhere between badly and desperately want to be liked. <laughs> and I, and I think that's probably average. Like, I think I'm like a five and a half out of 10 in terms of wanting to be liked. If you took a swath of the entire population. Gotcha. I just think it's a, it's a natural human thing to want to want to be. So that, that first choice rush, I feel like the prison guard prisoner hinged on, um, you know, obviously freedom, but also like level of personal, personal safety. Um, so I have another situation for you that, that hinges a little bit more probably on, on, um, like being, you know, like being like versus financial comfort. So let's say, um, would you rather be a very well compensated CEO just to put a number on it? We'll say, uh, 5 million a year. Um, but you are despised corporate wide and in some circles outside of your own corporation, or would you rather be a roundly revered lower middle manager who makes no more than a hundred of that? So, uh, 50 grand, um, a year, but you are revered by all your compatriots and including people higher up, higher up and lower down than you. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, I, I guess I would say there's no question, you know, the, the, the second person seems more virtuous, right? Seems, uh, you know, overall, like, I guess it's a little bit of a, you know, I'm, it almost like makes me want to be a contrarian and be like, I'll be the CEO, right? Because everybody, mm -hmm. I mean, everybody would say, oh, of course, I will be the, I will be the good person that makes $50,000 a year. But I'm like, mm, I don't know, man. I mean, I get 5 million <laughs> I do that for not that many years. You can afford totally fine. You can afford to go places where nobody knows who the hell you are. <laughs> yeah, and, and I can also like do the thing where I'm like, well, you know, I'll do this for a while and then I will turn around and that that chapter will be I will have burned a lot of bridges with people that hate me. I, I guess I would kind of want to understand why it is that I'm universally disliked as at my own company. I mean, that's that that certainly sounds awful. But at five million a year, you ain't got to do too many years. <laughs> you know, it's almost like would, you, would would I rather be like a well well regarded middle manager, you know, or live in a well for a year <laughs> right. uh, for five million dollars? I don't know. I mean, I might just you know, you're gonna you're gonna be able to do a lot uh, afterwards. So, 
Uh, you know, if it was, if it, I don't know, if it was remotely close. But, you know, I, I think if I'm being honest, if I'm being honest, I'd probably take the $5 million and and be disliked. Okay. How about this one? One more for you. Uh, would you prefer to be a league-wide hated athlete who is a generational talent on par with Magic Johnson, Randy Moss, uh, George Brett, just to give you a sense of your talent level, or a beloved player of mediocre talent on par with Raphael Belliard, John Barry, or Rod Gardner? What a what a great question, right? That's like that's like the last dance, right? <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. Michael, Michael Jordan is whatever disliked pretty roundly and and respected, revered, uh, and and obviously he's at, at a higher level than than even Magic and George Brett. And yeah. So forth. But, I wanted uh, to put you just below like all time great, you know, but you are yeah. like without a doubt, you know, a a once in you know a ten fifteen year kind of player. But isn't it interesting though because we forgive that these athletes, like athletes are, are, I mean, treated maybe a little differently than like a CEO there. Right. Cause like for whatever reason, and I, I suppose it's because they compete and their entire, you know, objective performance is based off their ability to compete that we, we often forgive these like broken human being athletes like Lance Armstrong and Tiger Woods and Barry Bonds and uh, Roger Clemens. And, you know, the list goes on and on and on. Right. Like it, it would be harder to come up with a list of your, you know, well-adjusted uh, true superstars. Yeah. Um, I also think within their realm, like the, the cause uh, someone who is an absolute bastard and is in the business world, might drive, you know, an entire corporation and all the people who work for that corporation out of business or something like that. Whereas, you know, Clemens, you know, may have cost a few people some points on their average over time, you know, or or, or whatever, kind of kind of de- soiled the integrity of the game. But not, did they didn't like Bernie Madoff away somebody's, you know, like. Uh, career savings and you know and stuff like that more often than not right though, though to be clear and, and I, I would take i would be the middle manager over the fucking criminal like, <laughs> like made off right like I, I i was thinking more just like i'm a good ceo but i'm a dick right? oh yeah but a good ceo very... may drive a competitive business out of you know out of out of business uh you know a competitive corporation out of business or something you know and just in the yeah. you know or, or, or might get results, right? Yep. It might be like, hey, you know what? Like, we work our people harder than others. We, we're not very, you know, we don't have like a culture. You know, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not there for that. We're there to make money. Yeah. We're you don't cut money, it. You're you know, back man. on the street. Get the hell out of here. You're fired. You know. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, no sympathy. You know, all that sort of stuff would make you probably like reviled, but maybe continue to do well. So. Maybe maybe it's kind of similar, but but people are, are I think are quicker to forgive the athlete. Maybe perhaps because it feels different cheering for the Boston Red Sox than it does like owning stock in some right. some company. Where like you're like, oh yeah, it's great. I'm glad that uh, Bezos is a dick. I mean, it made me some extra money. People don't really kind of think of it that way that often. But but people are like, ah, you know, Clemens. Yeah, he's not the greatest guy, but you know what, like. He's on our team right now, and he's he's quite helpful to us, you know. Um, 
but people will forgive a lot in that in that way. Uh, and so to slow answer the question, I, I just I guess I, I I guess I would rather be the like the the true the true great talent who okay. who has you know who, who's memorable for that. Um, but I don't know. I, I mean. I don't know. I, I guess. I guess when I think about like who are my favorite athletes, I mean, I've never had an athlete that I'm just like, you know what? They're not very good. <laughs> you know, they're good enough to be in the pros. Right. So like, so so that's great. I mean, they're awesome. They're they're one of the best one tenth of one percent of everybody that's ever tried to pay, play baseball. I mean, they're a professional baseball player, but they sit on the bench and never get in. But you know what? They're a super nice guy. I mean, that's nobody's like favorite player, and. So I, I guess I would say people will people will forgive me, you know, unless I'm like Lance Armstrong or Pete Rose or something. You having grown up a, a Braves fan, I was trying to like, oh, I wonder if I can think of a mediocre Brave. I was like, let me look up Raphael Belliard. He was his war was negative point two. I was like, this yeah. is the perfect guy. That is like, if you're almost neutral on the war scale, like this is that's as close to forgettable as you could possibly get. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I mean, look, I, I enjoyed the Braves more when we were going to the, the postseason than when Dale Murphy, who, who at least when I was a kid, everybody thought was a great dude, and you know, everybody loved Dale Murphy. You know, we were on this kind pseudo lovable loser team, you know, because Atlanta, we were on TBS, and everybody could see us. And Dale Murphy was this good player, you know, mired in a terrible, terrible franchise for for the bulk of his career, but. I wouldn't trade to go back, uh, you know, when we were going to going to and him losing World Series. Right. I wouldn't trade that for going back to the Dale Murphy year. All right, that was all I had for that one, Rush. All right, good stuff, good stuff. So, um, I, I'm now going to do something which is, uh, I think, allowed this week, and that is, I'm going to. Uh, our theme is the long of the short of it. Yep. And I'm going to do an original one, so not one that Great. you. I have uh, one of those. I have one of those as well. Is, uh, if I if my notes were correct, I think there were three that you specified that you dug. So I wrote I wrote one on the theme as well. So uh, we're gonna play a little game of like shrink or expand, where we're <laughs> we're gonna take a specific industry, and I want you to take um, or art form or medium or something like that, and I want you to take one thing that you don't like, but you think if if only it was shorter, it could have been great. And then one thing that you think is not not great that if only if it was longer it could have been great. Okay, if that makes sense. I think so, so. Let's start with movies. What is a movie that, um, but for its you know being too long, if if you just tightened it up, maybe there could have been something great there. And what's one that maybe had a decent idea but just didn't get fleshed out enough? You'd like to see longer. There was. I'm trying to remember now. Was it a Star Wars? There was a that bothered the shit out of me. It was like this movie has just this is now like has ended for the fourth time, and and they're still trying to end this movie. And the first one would have done fine. The second one would have been fine. Like they still don't know was how it to the finish. Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. It, maybe it was. Maybe it was. It was like this is over. How how do they not know this is over? <laughs> right. You know, like. Yeah, now we got it. All right, they all got their medals or whatever. You know, it was like, it was almost shot for shot of like Han and Chewie and them all standing there getting their medals put on and like, okay, that's done. You know, like, 
why are we still doing it? it might have been that rush that might be that might be exactly what i was thinking because it, it was of that it was of that scope you know like a big epic and i remember thinking like maybe they feel the pressure of having to like end it all now so they're not just ending this movie they're trying to end all the movies that they did you know like but that that might right. have been that might have been the one um, yeah, that, that, that has an infamous like 40 minute denouement with like four separate kind of oh. let's wrap up the, the movie. And then the one and I think they fleshed it out well in this one movie. And I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it on here before. But there was a movie called Zero Effect, the Zero Effect, where Bill Pullman, Bill Pullman, Bill Pullman. Yeah. Bill Paxton Pullman, Bill Pullman was. um it was this was like pre monk, but he was like an OCD detective who had all these hang ups. And Ben Stiller was his personal assistant, tried to keep him on track and you know make sure he got out of the house and and did stuff. And as soon as that movie was over, I remember thinking, man, do I I I, I want to see like eight movies Sherlock Holmes style where this is the detective solving another solving another crime. I want to see more and more and more of this this character in in, in specific. And it is so hard to find. I've had it on like I'm one of the only people who still gets DVDs through Netflix, but uh I've been waiting forever for the to, them to get this on uh, available on DVD cuz you can't automatically watch it. Um cuz I saw it once not knowing anything about it when we were touring and I was in Philadelphia and we had an afternoon to kill. So we just walked into whatever was playing. I'd never heard of it and was delightfully surprised. Um, and so that one, I wish, I think they flushed the one they did out well, but like, I want more, more, more of that. Got it. All right, great. Uh, and now give me a book. You, you can like it or dislike it, but a book that is just would, would have been way better, a lot shorter. And then give me a book or a book series that, um, yeah, you know, you like or don't like, but it would be a lot better if it had been uh, built out a little bit. More. I I may have mentioned this to you before that I signed books to me from the author at the end, right? And yes, and I, it might have been a Tom Clancy book, who I enjoy and did enjoy. I haven't read him in a long time, but it might have been the first time I wrote to myself like, "Hey, man, I'm sorry for those middle 400 pages, Tom Clancy," and it might have been the Cardinal <laughs> and the Kremlin. Um, but for sure, and I know I've said this to you before, I uh, I think the Fountainhead could have been a six-page pamphlet, um, right. and, and I think yeah. I could have gotten it. And that book is eternal, man. That is, I'm trying to find it. All of my bookshelves are right behind me. That book could go f itself by page three hundred, and and screw me for reading the whole the whole damn thing. Um, yeah. But six pages, or maybe a graffiti scribble. Uh, could have gotten yeah, yeah. the gist across uh, to me. And then short, um, cheating by turning around and looking at looking at some of my some of my books here. Um, don't want to take you forever on this. I'll tell you the the one that I that I would have enjoyed because I knew it could never be like a series. And I was like, whatever this person writes next, will just never, never live up to this. Yeah. Is I wouldn't have met. I, 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 and most, most people disagree, but I would not have minded if ready player one was another 500 pages. Oh, gotcha. This is going to be a one-off experience. It's going to hit this like super interesting nostalgia core for me. And so if they had just taken the central like treasure hunt and instead of like, 
you got to solve like three riddles or whatever. Been like, you got to solve ten. I'd yeah. Be like, absolutely. Here we go. Make I, it seven book series. I absolutely I can agree with that. And I also would have then like do that for me, but tighten up, tighten up these riddles, my man. Like, let's get actually like a little more Ridley with them. You know, yeah, like get a little, a little tougher on the riddles. Yeah, let's. When, when, when they're like, no one solved it for a hundred years. I'm like, I, I got it. I've already solved it. Yeah, and you can't just like. No one turned it over and found this button on the back, like in a hundred years. That that seems. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's a whole planet that's pretty clearly like designed for this sort of thing. So why don't you go there? Yeah. Oh, you know what? Um, all quiet on the Western Front. Um, I remember I was going through a phase where I was trying to read a more like classical or classics, and uh, I picked that up specifically because it was short, and then found myself thinking like this could have been this could have been another hundred pages, and I would have happily happily read more happily read more of it. So I'll go nice. with that one. Oh, and right. goodbye, Mr. Chips. That was a super quick read and a really sentimental but pleasing book. I, I thought it was it heartstringies without getting too precious, but that was super, super short. And I could have uh, absolutely done more, um, uh, taken more of goodbye, Mr. Chips. And so my last question is a little slightly different here, which is, Let's start with movies. Okay. What percentage of movies are too long? <laughs> what percentage are about the right length? And what percentage are too short? This is near exact the 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 question I have for coming up for you in a little in a little oh, bit. Right. Or just you know one one realm of it. Um, in general, I'd be okay. Well, I was going to say in general, I'd be okay if movies were a little longer um what is it is everyone making them about an hour 40 now is that about about where it feels like they are i would say like you know it depends on the genre like a comedy's clocking in at like 90 uh drama's clocking in at uh 115 to 125 the superheroes and, uh, are up around 210 or like two and a half to three yeah so I was gonna say I was gonna say longer, but maybe I've just been watching shorter ones. I'll say in general maybe shorter than because the one thing I don't want is like assume are we can if I say longer can I assume quality or is it just gonna you know like because it feels like when you say anything could be longer you end up sometimes with just more filler in that you know so uh so I will go shorter. I will say shorter also because I think more often than not, and I know we've mentioned this, you can pull the love story right the hell out of there for me and trim about 12 minutes right right there by let's us not worrying about this guy and 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 you know and the green lady falling in love in Guardians of the Galaxy or not. They can just go ahead and kick space ass and and all that for me, yeah. you know. Uh, how about on books? Same or different in terms of uh, do you more often find yourself thinking I'd like this to be a little longer, a little shorter, but, or books more often than the right zone for you? Yeah, more often than not, they're in the right. More often than not, they're in the right zone. Just about every book I've read of late has been right around 400, 400 pages, and I think I was not. I have not found myself wanting more of that. The the or, or, or being tired of it necessarily. No, but but actually probably getting closer to like I'm done with this, then I want more of this. So maybe just a, a skosh shorter. Um okay. 
but in but but I haven't found of late I haven't found a um what any a book that I would that I would describe as like as great. I have high hopes for a gentleman in Moscow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love that one. Hope and you I like it. Picked up a book called American American Kingpin about the fella who started the Silk Road and I have high hopes for for that for that story as well. Right now I'm reading a biography on Van Morrison and right now it's dry as a freaking bone. Um we are we are still going through the history of Belfast and have yet to get to uh actual Van Morrison um so far. So Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. All right, Rush. Um Here's the situation. I originally asked you uh, if your only source of music was an iPod, how many songs you would need um, to feel like you were uh, never missing a song you wanted to hear and what percentage you would save for music you hadn't heard yet. And you replied at the time you felt like you would need 14,000 songs and you would want 5,500 reserved for uh, for music that you uh, have not have not heard yet would just based wow. on that would you like to say anything does that does does do those numbers still jive with you would you like to adjust or or anything or anything like that i don't know that i would want to adjust but as i was think as you were asking me the question i did not remember what i would what i said and in my head i w- would have picked a lower number so i'm surprised i went a little higher than i would would have if you asked me today but Certainly don't mind having the extra. I was thinking like maybe nine thousand when you asked, and so fourteen. I got an extra five thousand songs. There you go. Great. There you go. And right now, those those are those are reserved for stuff you haven't heard, which led me to this. So um, people our age have often, I would say, have often locked in their music. I think more often, and and, may, and you're not my age. I'm older than you, but I'm close to fifty. Um, most of the people I know around my age, like go back to what they liked when they were 20, 30, you know, 40 or whatever, but you had over a third of yours saved for, um, for music that you have not, have not heard yet. So two things on that was, um, was that for music yet unwritten or older stuff that you, that you just have not, you know, like guided by voices songs that you just don't know yet? Or were you assuming future stuff? And right now, if you add something to your, to your musical collection, what percentage of, of it is brand new music and what percentage of it is stuff that is older, but just is new to you? Probably like 70, 30, um, new, like truly new. Okay. Um, but a lot of my discoveries, so first of all, I am not as, as, as I've made clear many times on this podcast, I, I'm not a, I'm not like what you would call, I'm, I'm not a self starter on, uh, on listening to music and, uh, expanding my musical horizons. However, that being said, I love music music i mean uh, most people of course do and i really enjoy um being ex- uh, exposed to uh, new music and different stuff um and so like i just don't it's just a thing like i don't think to play music this i mean most people kind of think all right you gotta have your tunes like <laughs> it goes back to the party you're like i gotta have it that's first and foremost if if left to my own devices i will not be i will not uh take advantage of my devices that play music. <laughs> so, so, um, so often I will, will have like a great discovery, like, like Fleetwood Mac, for instance, is one of my five favorite bands and rumors is probably my favorite album ever. 
It's either Rumors or Octung Baby by you two. And uh, I would say that, you know, I didn't hear, I, I don't think I ever listened to Rumors until the year 2000 or 2001. And I think it came out in 77. So, uh, so certainly I, there are a lot of great, like later discoveries and, and so forth. But, um, you know, I think, I think I'm kind of open to whatever, but, but I, I just don't, I just don't seek it out on my own. And so like something has to happen, you know, I, I find some, some new interest or I go to a friend's house and they like some band that I've never heard of. Um, or it used to be like roommates was always, were always really helpful right. for me in that regard. Um, I learned a lot through, uh, all of my roommates. And so like a lot of the music that I listen to now, TJ is, is from law school because law school was the last time that I had a roommate. Gotcha. What, what chances do you put Rush on liking a, either liking a genre of music that up to this point in life, you've, you've shown really no interest in or a genre of music that maybe is yet un, undiscovered, like, you know, we very high. Yes. Very high. Okay. Gotcha. What makes you say that? Like just for instance, um, I, I had never listened to any like whatever you EDM or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and then, um, I, I, I just had like two different reasons why all of a sudden, like I was playing a video game where, uh, there was a lot of that music and I was like, Oh, I like the soundtrack to this video game. What is this stuff? You know, and then, and then, uh, uh, through another source as well. Um, and then I was like, great, you know, here's a whole new genre of music, um, that I, that I should, uh, you know, make some effort to learn about. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I listened to, I, I remember like, so Taylor Swift, for instance, is, is a, an artist that I just only, only knew to make fun of. Right. I was right. just like, Oh, Taylor Swift. Like what a joke, you know? this blah, 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 uh, like, you know, 12 year old culture and like Twitter and this and that. And then I was like listening to Taylor Swift album. I was like, Oh, that's great. So this was, you know, it was, I think 1989 or whatever her probably most famous album was. And I was like, well, this is, you know, this is tremendous. So I think that just about anything, um, you know, that I, I don't know. My, my, my sense of it is just about anything. If I give it a, a little bit of a try and find the better versions of it, like for instance, country music. Okay. I would say I don't like country music. Um, but I bet you if, if somebody was to be like rush, here you go. Here's yeah. like a hundred great country songs by, by 30 different artists. And I listened to all of it. I'd probably be like, yeah, you know what? This is good. Yeah. I became a fan of what they what would, probably be called outlaw outlaw country because Waylon Jennings greatest hits was a free cassette giveaway for a fill up at, uh, at like Sitgo's in Massachusetts for a while. So I, we got the best of Patsy Cline and Jim Reeves and the best of Waylon Jennings. And to this day, I know, I think maybe 10 Waylon Jennings songs that I love, nice. love and, and adore, but that gets you to that same, you know, contemporary Willie Nelson songs, contemporary Chris Christopherson songs, you know, that, that whole kind of, that crew of, of outlaw, of outlaw country that is all pretty, pretty great. Pretty great. Um, lastly, Rush, and obviously you, you initially picked this number so that this didn't come up, but at the age 75, 
do you think you're more likely to be like, man, I could have used about 2,000 more songs or like, holy shit, do I have a ton of memory left on left on this thing that I just I probably have. I, I probably have extra space. Okay. That, that's kind of my personality, a little bit conservative when it comes to like making sure I have enough room okay. uh, <laughs> on, on the iPad or iPod. I bet I would do that. My computer hard drive blew out, my like uh, PC computer hard drive. Uh, and you know, we're in the quarantine and I can't, uh, figure out how to like install a new one myself. Oh. And it's the sort of thing I would normally bring somebody over to do. So I'm basically just like, I'm stuck with an external hard drive, which is an okay solution. Like I bought one of those and put it in there. But, um, every time the computer like downloads a new update, I, I'm now full of storage oh, I... again because I basically <laughs> don't have anything. So that's, that's maybe informing my view of like, please, All right. please give me, <laughs> give, me give me plenty. <laughs> Okay, uh, so TJ. Yes, buddy. Uh, I previously asked you. I said, "Here's the situation." Um, you, no, you uh, said right, you probably, right, said, probably said, said hot plop. I probably said hot plop. Hot plop, right. yeah. I said hot plop. <laughs> uh, you can have um, one. In, you can either have the status quo, or you can have one out of six people that you meet uh, have oh, a yes. cartoon voice. <laughs> yes, uh, like full on, yes. uh, you know, cartoon <laughs> character, like. Mel Blanc or however you want to do it, yeah. cartoon voice, which world would you rather uh, live in? And you said absolutely. Without a doubt. Six Without a doubt. Voice. Yes. I, I don't know how people would not. I don't know how anybody would not want that. So first of all, I, I wanted to explore at what point would you, would you have, would you want to, would you want to stop the, uh, the amount that have a cartoon voice. Like, would you like everyone to have a cartoon voice? Would you like one in five, one in four, one in two three, and five? I two? think, I think 40%, two out of every five people I think would be, okay. would still be pretty fun. Yeah. Now, would you rather, uh, would you rather <laughs> no one have the cartoon voice or, or one in two? One in two. Would you rather no one have the cartoon voice or 95% of the people? 95%. Okay, so you're all in cartoon voice all the way. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, as I as I think about it, there are very few cartoon voices that I don't enjoy. Granted, ninety five percent of them were probably Mel Blanc, who was really, really, really good at it. But there, you know, like there are so many Elmer Fudd, Yosemite Sam, like Snagglepuss, Quickdraw McGraw. Yeah. There's so many that I just like that are really fun to hear, like Snagglepuss. Have to like take you through your specials, like that would just be a like a, a riot. That guy was telling you what the today's app and soup was, you know, like and 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 just to get him hear them to hear them like not do their tagline, so he's not gonna leave the table every time like exit stage left. He's just like he leaves by saying like I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> that would be a riot. And then, uh, and what, uh, so, so my follow-up to it was, are there professions, uh, that you hear from where you would say, okay, that's one I would be less inclined to have a cartoon voice or ones that you're like, this is my absolute favorite. Uh, I always remember, um, Shortall, Brian Shortall, who was on the show recently, uh, used to do like a great one where, uh, he was a sports, one of those, like, you know, baseball announcers. And he would just take the baseball announcer and throw him into just everyday life, which uh -huh. is always hilarious just to take that voice and have it be like, you know, 
All right, uh, can I eat your peas? You gotta <laughs> get over, get over that plate. Get over the plate now and get out. You gotta, you can take your fork and eat those peas. I think that's Brockmire uh, now, right? I think that's probably Brockmire. <laughs> I guess so. I never watched Brockmire. I haven't seen it either, but that's the impression that I get. Yeah, I can't think. Uh, maybe, maybe a pilot. I wouldn't want like one of the like real dumb real dumb cartoon voices, you know, like, um, but I think a doctor, um, outside of like actually being like right before I go under a doctor, just doing like a regular yearly checkup. I think I'd be fine with a ridiculous voice there. Um, Foghorn, Foghorn Leghorn is your pilot. Are are you, are you okay with that? Oh yeah. He still sounds in control to me. Like I I don't want, I don't want droopy because it sounds like he could be, suicidally suicidally depressed i don't want that yeah. and i don't want a real like but, but okay then we're gonna you know enjoy your trip to phoenix i don't want that like because that sounds like we're not getting there um but waiter cook like convenience store clerk tailor just about any profession i can think of i think i'd be cool with a, a ridiculous ridiculous voice all right, good. Well, we gotta, we gotta. Uh, <laughs> now, as to my final, my final one that I had written down for this is, um, w- what about? Would you, would you like to live in a world where one sixth of the people are like a, Ro- a Roger Rabbit situation? Okay. So you've got uh, one out of six people are in fact a cartoon that you can interact with, and they have a cartoon voice, but they also have like uh, all the other, uh, you know cartoon elements i think i mean like to the point where i'd get hit in the face with a frying pan or like i guess you might i mean that did happen in roger rabbit some right yeah then i guess not and especially when you say robert roger rabbit his that would be one of the like one of the voices that wouldn't be wouldn't be great especially if they also carried that manic personality with them you know like so probably not because i don't want to i don't want to piss off a cartoon and then have him wheel a cannon into the room you know like and and light a cannon fuse so i'd say i'd say no just give me the give me the voices but they're but they're outside of that they're regular they're regular people i i don't want to live in a world with like rin and stimpy voices every sixth person yeah but but most of the cartoon voices i i would be i would be down with well one of them was just one of them was just larry larry fine basically right stimpy i think was just like or yeah i think one of them was just larry fine i'd be okay i'd be okay if a guy sounded like larry fine (laughs) all right rush um this is the one based on just based on the this week's theme so here's the situation the commission on long and short stopped you randomly on the street with a survey. You said you had the few minutes that they said it would take to answer these long and short questions. Their first question is, Rush, what percentage of three-hour movies you've watched were worth it? Uh, 75. 75 were worth it? Yeah. Okay, great. What percentage of 800-plus page books have been worth it. Thirty five. Okay. They ask you, can you feel 
meal full if all you've been served are appetizers and tapas? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, Rush, what feels um, what feels longer to you? Six 30-second commercials or 12 15-second commercials? I think 12 15-second commercials would feel worse. Okay. What percentage of uh, over eight-hour one-way car rides have been worth it? Oh, uh, wow. Um, well, I took a, a road trip across the country that we probably did 20 of them. And so that was certainly worth it. That was great. That was right after I was done with high school. And, and those 20 are probably make up half of my lifetime over eight hour car trips. Maybe okay. Something close. So I don't know. Uh, so I'll say uh, that's a hard question for me because it's like, okay, so I, I drive back from college. Was it worth it? Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm glad I didn't stay in college for the whole summer. So I, I, I'm close to 100%. Okay. Um, what percentage of questions you are asked in the course of one year could be answered sufficiently in six words or less? Eighty. Eighty. Okay. And lastly, um, what is one thing you wouldn't mind taking twice as long as it usually does? I, I rarely. Re- I, sometimes I like a shower. Okay. Great. Like I may kind of enjoy <laughs> the shower, but uh, you know, you're not going to stay in there all that long. What else is? Um, Oh, you know what else? Like uh, sunset. I would love it if we got twice the amount of uh, sunset time. Because it takes just a second. I mean, when you get right down to it, it takes it takes just that last part. Just yeah. Of course, the overall the like twenty to forty minutes or whatever you get for that. I would love it if we had a little bit more. uh, And we're talking about just this one going slower as opposed to a second sun, right? Whatever it takes. Okay. If I need a second sun in order to get that. I don't even have any children. Yeah, but, uh, I'll have two in order to get. We don't want. We don't. We just don't want that one to rise as soon as the other one goes. As soon as the other one goes down. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. Don't don't give me like white nights. Or right. Whatever. Just just for a, a brief <laughs> amount of sunset. Okay. All right, uh, TJ. Uh, before we did one round of quick eliminations, so I'll do uh, one more round of quick eliminations. Uh, previously, I said you got to get rid of one of the following things from the planet. It was gum, rolling chairs, or sailboats, including tall ships. And much to my chagrin, you got rid of the ships. Yep. Um, so now I'd like you to get rid of uh, one of these three things. Can do. Uh, from from Earth. Uh, one is graph paper. Who? Uh, the next one uh, is... Uh, uh, hot sauce. Okay. Okay. And the last one is uh, hand sanitizer and any of the like cousins of hand sanitizer. Hot sauce. Get out. Get out. Hot sauce. Go. No hot sauce. None. Really? No. Never. Never going to need it. Never, ever, ever going to need it. Now eliminate graph paper or hand sanitizer. Uh, 
Well, the way the world is, I think we got to dump. I think we got to dump graph paper, though it though it pains me. I like a nice piece of graph paper. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know I'm gonna get no argument from you. <laughs> I love I love graph paper. What about if you had to get rid of regular uh, lined paper or graph paper? Which one goes? Uh, I'd get rid of graph paper in that case. Um, and and. Do you prefer writing on a, a line to paper or, or are you like a, one of these psychopaths who likes the wide open page? <laughs> no, I prefer, I prefer lined, I prefer lined paper. If, if I, if I ever ha- write a note on a, uh, you know, a card or whatever, an unlined card, when you, you know, you fill out the first flap of a card, I start diagonal, um, cause it's, it's easier <laughs> to hold and less, less, uh, like, less mind or eye screwing than trying to write straight lines and, and wobbling them. So I just start diagonal and then that's, and then, so I don't even try. Uh, I only have to write a few things a year on just a piece of paper with no lines on it, but that is, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Start, start on the bias, start on a diagonal and then, and then you, you have much less worries because at I least like you it. can match okay. your diagonal line to the previous diagonal line. So if they're all, if the first one's off, they're all off by the same amount. Whereas if you try and go straight across and the first one dips, then the second one, oh. you can't just dip it on that same line, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. I hate that. This, the saggy, the mm-hmm. saggy side yep. of that. Yeah. Yep. No good. <laughs> no good at all. All right. Should we go back to the top? Let's go back to the top, buddy. The original, here's the situation, Rush. Originally, I asked if a beaver walks up to you and starts talking, do you want that beaver to be sarcastic and wise-assy or overly polite and proper? You said polite, so I've got some other situations that are variations on, on this theme. Cool? Excellent. Rush, give me a brief description of what personality you'd want uh, from a talking horse. Oh, I think a talking horse... I want um, uh, pretty like straightforward, and um, I think I like, kind of you know matter of fact uh, talking horse who is a little bit over it, you know. Okay. He's kind of <laughs> world he's, weary. He's, yeah, a little world weary, okay. and just uh, you know, I I know this guy. He's gonna he's gonna crack wise and and at a bunch of like. He's he's always gonna have a, a quick complaint, but at the end of the day, is he's doing all right. All right, all right. Um, you before I uh, before I uh, take sailboats out of uh, out of existence, you're out oh, you're no. out on uh, a moored sailboat. A talking dolphin pops its head up out of the water. How do you want your talking dolphin to sound? Uh, so I think I think I want him to be like kind of hyperactive and fun and just like, Hey guys, 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 I got you. you're not going to believe it. You're not going to believe this. No, you got, you just listen, 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 listen. I promise you it's going to be worth it. Like I want, I want that guy, not the like, I've seen a couple movies where they, they anthropomorphize the dolphins and because they're smart, they like ladle them with like a British accent, you know? Uh-huh. And it just doesn't feel right to me. It feels like the dolphin, he's like fast moving or, you know, like, like she, she's going to be just, Full of like pep, positivity know? and excitable. Yeah, positivity <laughs> and excitement all day, like chittering and chattering, but in a in a in a way that's you know annoying if you've got to spend too much time. Right, you, I hear. It's only yeah. an occasional conversation <laughs> with dolphins. Great. All right, Rush. I'm going to give you a personality type, and you give me you give me the animal. 
Um, a long con artist, never what he seems. Oh, uh, I'm thinking like maybe like a cheetah. Okay. How about a caring aunt, like a second mom to you? Big old hen. Okay. Uh, how about a friend who's fun but trouble may have the best night of your life or you may have the cops come on you? I'm, I, so with my hen, I guess I was cheating a little bit because I was thinking about like a, like a cartoon hen, like a, <laughs> like a four, 400 pounder, <laughs> like a six foot tall. You don't like, you don't like that, dude. You, I, one thing I know about yeah. you, you do not like six foot tall, 400 pound waterfowl. Well, but the hen, or, okay. I would be a little more okay with the duck. I'm thinking the duck, he's got like a blue, <laughs> like uh ascot on. You know, and he's got that big, big orange bill, and I just don't trust that enormous duck. But the big hen, I do. Okay. So sorry. So now, now I'm doing one. This is a friend. Who, friend who's fun but uh, trouble. May you may have your best night, but you may or you may end up having the cops come and uh, and take you in for the evening. Give me like one of those uh, prairie dogs. Okay. All right. And are you are you again imagining like a six foot prairie dog, or is this like? Regular this size, bigger, bigger than a normal prairie dog, but like <laughs> okay. three and a half feet tall, not not six feet, and like maybe like an otter, like an okay. otter size or something. All right, so now rush this one last is just a little a little more performancey. I'm going to give you a line of dialogue and an animal, and you have to give me the line of dialogue like the animal would say it. Okay, great. Or like I guess like your preferred personality of that animal through this line. Sure. Cool. So the first one is, uh, the first line is, do I like to party? I am the party. And that is a hippo. <laughs> that would be like, um, do I like to party? I am the party. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. uh, um, we're, the next line is, we're all pretty sure Carol cheats on her taxes. And that's a woodchuck. Uh, I would want that one to be like, um, we're all pretty sure Carol cheats on her taxes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm now regretting that I just didn't do 15, just 15 of these. Um, all right. And the last line of dialogue is I'm going to punch that smile right off little Mickey's face. And it's a peacock. Um, Okay. Uh, that'll be, um, I am going to punch that smile right off of little Mickey's face. <laughs> That's a peacock. Doing that. That's the peacock I want to <laughs> Right. It's not, the, it's not the peacock you got, but it's the peacock you want, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, the producer we got and want is Nate Dufort. The uh, the musician we wanted was Julie Nichols, and the artist we wanted was Emily Cardamus. Um, and uh, and that is this week's show. If you want to get in touch with us, because uh, clearly we're running out of stuff, feel free to give us a, a situation at here's the situation podcast at gmail gmail.com. Keep us alive, guys. We're we're absolutely just just treading water here. <laughs> Uh, anything else, Rush? You want to say goodbye to everybody? No, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.